0: We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional
1: custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia.
2: Hello and welcome to the Big Cat Chat, a podcast all about the Penrith Panthers. My name is Jack Martin and I'm joined by my co-host Nat Sinclair. How are you, Nat?
1: Wonderful. Jack, how are you?
2: I'm very good. Very excited for this weird round we've got coming up. Me too. And once again, we have a guest on the show. We are joined by YouTube rugby league sensation, Sam Revel. How are you, Sam?
0: Howdy, Jack. Howdy, Nat. Howdy to the listener. Thank you for having me on the Big Cat Chat podcast. I get my Big Cat Chat debut jersey. I'm excited, (laughs) mate. Thank you.
2: So anyone who doesn't know Sam, as I said, he's a rugby league YouTuber. Uh, Sam, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your channel?
0: I started doing YouTube about 18 months ago. I sort of wanted to expand my conversations on Rugby League um, and I have been a fan of Rugby League ever since I can remember and since I decided to do YouTube, it's uh, gone gangbusters. I'm sitting sort of just a long 800 subscribers at the moment and wow. that's about 790 more subscribers than I was anticipating. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm really I'm really excited about where my trajectory is going uh and I was lucky enough to have you two legends on the show as well uh earlier this season and it's one of my favorite uh podcast podcasts that uh, I've hosted so everyone you should go and check that out
2: yes everyone should we will post a link to that when we post this episode up
1: so fun I'll never forget when you were like um let's talk about one of like Penrith's biggest stars and it was Dylan and I imploded on the spot. So yeah, <laughs> probably my favourite part about that.
2: <laughs> that was the thing is um, because that that is recorded like of our faces on that because it was a, yeah. a live stream, your face yeah. reaction to that?
1: Because yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. That was like, you know, I guess he was still in the midst of his glow up at that point. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, I wasn't expecting it, but it was wonderful.
2: <laughs> yeah. So... Sam, uh, for anyone who hasn't guessed by now, you are a North Queensland Cowboys supporter, aren't
0: you? I'm diehard, died in the wall. Uh, Yeah, I've been a member since 2015 and I grew up uh, in a rugby league household in a family of five. And all corners of the house, they supported different clubs. My dad is an old Magpie supporter. My brother is a Raider, obviously. And my sister, Storm, and my mum, is a chocolate soldier supporter and has been for a very very long time uh, so i've good nat- woman. Yep. naturally got a soft spot for the penrith panthers uh mm. but it, it's a sort of generic answer general answer that back back when i was seven eight years old sort of thing i thought the cowboys logo was the coolest and the color scheme was the greatest and then about 2002, 2003 rolled around and it really dawned upon me that the Cowboys hadn't gained too much success in their first <laughs> few first years, right? And then 2004 rolled around and that's when the whole club changed. Uh, I remember debutants of Steve Southern and Matt Scott debuted in 2004 and my personal favourite that really I, I followed until the... Moved overseas uh, to Super League. Uh, Shane Oak Tree Trunk. I don't, don't know if you guys recall him playing back in the day. He was my hero, uh, <laughs> pretty much. He was so good to watch. Uh, and then it's pretty much history uh, speaks for itself from that point on, from 2004. So basically, I was teetering to be a Panther supporter at one stage, hop on that 2003 bandwagon. My mum is a Penrith supporter, but. Um, Two thousand four rolled around and was like, Nah, I can't, can't do it now. You've been been in it for this long, so let's uh, let's see where it goes. And it's been pretty good ever since then, man.
2: It's it's very interesting actually that it, it it kind of would have had to have been the logo looking cool to get you to support the Cowboys back then, because like they just were never on TV. Yeah, there's, there's the stat that their first ever game. In 1995, in round one, was on Channel Nine, and they didn't have another Channel Nine game until their first ever Finals game in 2004. It's crazy, Bushka. yeah, yeah. Bushka, mate. So,
0: yeah, I you got to be a so diehard, I, man.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, No, definitely diehard man. Um, I mean, we've just come out. Or I've just come out of four years of bloody mediocrity uh, since they made that 2017 GF and yeah. four years of bottom four footy mate um, but uh, back in, I think, I think there was a victory for them midway through 1995 uh, where they beat the Steelers down at Wynn Stadium and I think that was a Sunday 9 afternoon game but yeah, no the, to, to try and catch the Cowboys on free to air uh, was like trying to hunt down bloody Pandora's box sort of thing <laughs> mate
2: they're the only team that were on free-to-air less than the team of the city you live in, of Canberra. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yes, yes.
1: I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because, I mean, I find, especially nowadays, but, you know, obviously Cowboys have had that lull for the past couple of years. But for the most part, my memories of the Cowboys, even before they made that grand final, was that they're one of the most exciting teams to watch. I love their brand of football. It seems that it doesn't really matter who's in their team. They have a very off-the-cuff kind of style of football where they kind of just play what's in front of them. They're not your Roosters and Storm kind of um clinic-y kind of um, safe team. And, yeah, it's crazy to me that they weren't shown for that, um, especially early on, because they just seem to have a really good brand up there in terms of the footy, the way they play.
0: And Natalie I, I and Jack, I, I, I say this um, cautiously and respectfully, when Paul Green got anointed as the coach, and the first couple of games went by, the change in attitude towards defense was stark. It was instant impact from Paul Green. Um, and 2015 rolled about, and we lost the first three games of that season. Uh, But then everything changed and they were just so, uh, you've never seen a more committed side sort of thing or or more committed uh, cowboy side. Um, So Paul Green, uh, we we, we owe a lot and we continue to thank him. Uh, And before you guys take over, I just want to say, I heard your uh, mental health talk a week or so ago, two weeks ago. um, And I thought you guys absolutely nailed it. I thought your talk about mental health and reaching out to you guys um, and being honest about it was just was just beautiful. Um, But yeah, it's it's been pretty intense. So I didn't mean to bring the mood down there. I'm I'm sorry. No, no, it's important. It's
1: important to talk about and To talk about, you know, because I mean, as we said, I guess when we spoke about it, is the saddest part about when these things happen and when people do take their own lives is they consider themselves a burden. And what we see after such a tragedy happens is how exactly opposite they are and someone like Paul Green who has touched so many people I mean as a Cowboys fan as well I entirely I mean we felt broken as Penrith fans and I just couldn't imagine how you would feel as a Cowboys fan having him take you to that grand final um you know it was just something else what he did and again it's just a horrendous shame it's a horrendous shame what happened there so I'm glad we spoke about you know him and his legacy at the cowboys and how you feel as a cowboys fan
0: yeah it, it differently being a cowboys fan natalie mm-hmm. um just literally yesterday i just out of the blue watched a old highlight video from 2017 and the final image of that highlight um was all green absolutely elated with cowboys victory and no word of a lie um, the, the the water uh mm-hmm. started to fill up my eyes uh sort of yeah thing, you know I mean? um but Paul Green, um, look, we had Graham Murray as the first coach, but it was Paul Green, or uh, well, first coach that took us to real success, but it was Paul Green that really evolved us into a premiership force for four or so years there.
2: And it's it's interesting as well, his influence that he has had historically on that club now of, like, we saw it, um uh, you know when it all happened and then of course due to the tragic events that have happened around with Paul's life ending we've seen it all come up again all of the great moments that he helped mm. produce with the Cowboys and you talk about how you felt when you started supporting the Cowboys back in the day and imagine how many people Now, like younger kids started supporting the Cowboys because of Paul Green's influence on that team. They might not have realized that that was Paul Green because they're watching, you know, Jonathan Thurston play and Michael Morgan and stuff like that. But without him, that doesn't happen. And it's amazing the way that he has set the club up for the future because a lot of those players are still there now with this just great team that you have to watch now. And you've got things like the new stadium and stuff like that. Those wouldn't have happened without Paul Green.
1: Definitely not.
2: Because you you have had some very good coaches before, like you already mentioned Graham Murray. You had Neil Henry, was a very good coach. You had Tim mm-hmm. Sheens, who's won like a thousand comps at different clubs. And it it can't go understated the influence that he did have on the Cowboys at the time, and for the next like couple of decades, you'd assume.
0: Love to think that maybe a grandstand or something uh, would be named mm. after him as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty pretty chance.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd that'd actually be a very fitting tribute. You'd think, wouldn't it? Of course. Yeah. Um. Well, looking into the the future for the Cowboys, I've noticed on your YouTube channel you do a a few uh things for the North Queensland Gold Stars, the women's team who yep. they play in the Queensland women's comp. Uh, they won the premiership, didn't
0: they? They certainly did, mate. Right on the bell. Final wow. play of the game. Yep. Uh, Bounce uh, fell into Shania Power's lap. She scored the try. North Queensland Gold Stars, take a trophy um, back to Townsville. And um, you got some of those players that had standout performances recently since the NRLW kicked back up again. Uh Mainly Emma Manzelman, uh, the Gold Stars hooker, that is is now the Newcastle Knights back up dummy half. Keep an eye out for her. She's amazing. Romy Taitzel, of course, as well. Um, it's it, There's there's a really good crop of juniors, both of the male and female uh, gender. And yeah, it, it's, it's pretty prosperous times, actually, up in uh, Townsville, man.
2: Well, especially with the fact that um, the women's team are going to be entering nrlw next season as well oh my god i cannot wait
0: yeah (laughs) i cannot wait yeah
2: i think i think i messaged you like straight away as soon as i saw that news i was like like, you were gonna love that yeah
0: when Um, the panther's gonna get an nrlw
1: side honestly i'm over it it's like prime time that we should be pumping one out like this is like You know, never-before-seen levels of hype around our area. Mm. Um, And it just, to me, feels like such a missed opportunity right now. So, you know, hopefully soon.
2: Yeah, that is one thing where I want our club to do better. And we Mm. can look at the example of clubs like the Cowboys or the Gold Stars um, and the example that they're setting. Um, That was one thing I was wondering do you what what do you want them to be i don't know if it's been confirmed what do you want them to be called when they're in nrlw do you prefer they stick uh, with gold stars or her cowboys
0: it, it has been confirmed that they are the gold stars uh okay from two, uh, so, so, oh, i'm sorry no i'm sorry it's got cowboys i apologize it, oh. it is confirmed <laughs> uh that it's the cowboys from 2023 uh and it was Talula Tillett, she's a halfback for the gold stars and uh, Cowboys aspirant and she uh, did say that she wanted uh, the NRLW side to be named North Queensland Cowboys, not mm. North Queensland Cowgirls or the Gold Stars or what have you. It's so it is going to be the North Queensland Cowboys, and I'm I'm glad about that, man.
1: Yeah. yeah, me too.
2: Yeah, I feel like it. Um, one thing I really like that they have done so far with NRLW, and I hope they keep doing. Is things like that where they they lend legitimacy to it immediately, yep. And does that make sense? Yeah, because like you don't want the club to have two different names because you want it to be representative. It's all one club. We just have a men's team and a women's team, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's probably um, yeah the right thing going forward. So that's interesting to hear. Yeah, because I wasn't sure what yeah was going to happen there because obviously with the word boys just in the name, I thought maybe that might end up being a discussion. Um, Yeah. Similar to your hometown team, Canberra, that are coming in. Um, Because there were no female Raiders, I believe. But, I mean, historically, I could be way off with that. Um, Um. So that was another thing where um, I was interested to see if they'd change their name, but hopefully, I like they will keep the same name, just as the Cowboys have done.
1: I like, yeah. I mean, from women's point of view, I would want to have the same name. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I'd want it to reflect the organisation that I was a part of and to really feel a part of it. Um, because, like, I mean, like for example, with Penrith, we the cheerleaders were called the Pantherettes. Now we weren't athletes to the level of these women. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like they don't. I want them. I think it's important. They're the same name as the men's or the men's organization to really feel a part of that.
2: Hmm. Yeah, like it helps with that um, equal representation side yeah. as well. I guess. Doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's a um, probably should have gone to ask for your opinion earlier than that. No, yeah, so exciting times coming forward for the Cowboys. You're going to have two teams in NRL to follow then, men's and the women's.
0: Absolutely, mate. Bells on, mate. With absolute bells on.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm jealous. Um, Me too. Yeah. Basically, the only way that us Penrith fans can get jealous of anyone at the moment um and there's our arrogance inserted oh, oh here it Love comes that. here that it was comes
1: a, that was a record amount of time before you let out the arrogance jack that's i know huge. it's because we've got someone yeah. else here yeah I was,
2: I was i was on my best behavior but then you know it had to come out absolutely yeah. well you know the cowboys realistically have the opportunity to become just as arrogant mm. what a season it's been
0: I, I tipped him to be in the top eight at the start of the year. Uh, yes, bias is about 98% of it, but I believe truly in the crop of lads that were coming through. And I looked at the start of our season. We took on the Dogs and the Broncos, a couple of bottom four sides to start off the year. And if you beat them uh, in the first month or so, you can lay yourself a platform. Um, but to be in a position in top four, third, Fighting for a home qualifying final uh, with one week out before finals. Mate, that Natalie and Jake, that's beyond me bloody wild. The stream's coming into bloody season 2022. Fair, thank you.
1: It's a ridiculous rise. Um, and there's nothing like it, I think. Um, we in 2020 had the feeling of coming 10th into first and it's just it does feel more special I think you'd agree than you know when you're constantly building and building and building it kind of just nice to come out of nowhere (laughs) you know especially when you know you were brave to even tip them for the top eight I think a lot of people had them tip for the spoon um and a lot of people made fun of, of signings such as Chad Townsend who's been ridiculous and incredible for them so you know what a What a wonderful time to be a Cowboys
0: fan. Um, Natalie, well, you inadvertently thrown me under the bus a little bit because when Chad Townsend was signed, I was hesitant.
1: I was (laughs) sceptical.
0: Now, I heard initially that it was 850K a season, uh, and that's been backtracked a little bit since that Rich 100 list came out about a week or so ago now. Um, I had always been a fan of Chad Townsend, though. I really had at his time with the Warriors, Cronulla. um, Always liked him, but gee whiz, he had a wretched 2021 season. Um, And I was thinking Tom Dearden and Scott Drinkwater, very talented individuals in their own right. Let's move forward with them as a house pairing. You know, why do we have to have Chad Townsend come in and we can save some cap money? and, And I don't know, but he's obviously come up. He was selected as co captain. And he is just about the buyer of the season. He's been exceptional. Um, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, uh, but I even spoke to him online in a in an NFL gridiron capacity earlier this year. And I just said to him, mate, you're going to kill it this season. And lo and behold, he's, he's just about the best bloody buyer of the season.
1: Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, I mean... It's not, in a way, it's not surprising because obviously he led the Sharks to that grand final in 2016. You don't get to a grand final with a crabby halfback, you know. I think a lot of people said that, oh, he just rode off everybody else's coattails, but that's just not a thing um, in a position that important. So I'm really glad he could rediscover that form because he's just – I mean, he, the way he leads them around on the field, I love watching the way how much he talks. Yeah. He's such a talker. He's talking to the referees. He's talking to, you know, um, he loves referee talk. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just think he's a really good signing. I'm really happy for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He copped a lot of stick as well. Uh, some of yeah. it, like, positively, like, like a positive banter, but he copped a lot of stick in the offseason. Um, but the chemistry that he's made with Tom Dearden, oh, my oh gosh. My- God, Tom Dearden, don't ever leave us. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's just so direct, man. He's just so tough. And uh, to to you know, I hope he doesn't play against Penrith this Saturday night. I really hope uh, he does have an extra week off because, boy, Howdy, that would still probably hurt a fair bit. What happened to him? Um, But yeah, Tom Dearden. uh, He he he's another bloke that popped the rough end of the stick for a while there, and I'm just so happy for Tom Dearden. He's going to be amazing for us if he chooses to be uh, a cowboy for the rest of his days. I,
2: I just remembered what Tom Dearden's injury was. And yeah, yeah, i got to agree with you on that one. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tease. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Okay, we have a little bit of news coming out of Pantherland, um, especially a bit today. Uh, Taylan May has been found guilty of assault occasioning bodily harm due, uh, from an incident in October last year in Queensland. Um, we'd touched on it before earlier in the year when the story came out and basically said, "Taylor, you're an idiot, you know, put mm. yourself in mm. that situation. And, you know, he's been found guilty. It's a slap on the wrist, really. It's a $1,000 right. yeah. fine and then he has to pay a 1000 to the victim. Um, But it's just, it's not a want, it's an unwanted distraction at this time of the year
1: it is It's unfortunate timing i guess for the for the trial to take place um, saying that i don't really know if it's going to really rock us that badly um from a legal perspective the punishment handed down tells me that perhaps the magistrate whilst of course condemning the actions didn't overly feel too sorry for his victim um, and yes we've we've spoken before that it was a really dumb thing to do like there are so many better ways to handle that situation than throwing him to the ground um but saying that I think the the person that it happened to um may have uh tried to maybe bite off a bit more hit than he could chew as well um so just an unfortunate situation I hope he learns from it that there are when you're in the public eye and just for randoms on the street anybody there's just being violent and especially when you're strong like Taylan's strong we saw how strong he was in that boxing match you know you never know what you might think might be a light touch to someone or just dragging them to a the ground could seriously injure them and i think I, I hope that he he learns from that but most importantly from a pen perspective i hope they learn how it's not very nice when someone records you without your permission like this guy apparently did yes Um, And perhaps (laughs) they shouldn't be so flippant about people who do that.
2: (laughs) Yes, especially since they were, yes, very quick to defend someone that they know.
1: Yes, who did that. Then they were so offended when it happened to them. Um, So I hope that at the the very least, I hope that's what they've learned from it.
2: Yeah, that's sure. You can only hope that it's a, a learning opportunity um because yeah I'll be honest when I saw some of the quotes from the magistrate um mm. labeling the actions as reprehensible and cowardly before mm. the sentence was handed out I was like oh god he's getting the maximum sentence isn't he he's going away for 5 <laughs> years Um no. <laughs> was...
1: no that's quite common that language with this sort of thing
2: okay yeah and yeah. that's where yeah. i needed you weren't on Twitter yet. like No, not, I wasn't. You, you I wasn't. I came back
1: to the storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <What> was... <laughs> but, yeah, those sorts of comments are quite com- You know what? Because they're entirely correct. It was reprehensible and it was cowardly. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, it doesn't always necessarily mean it's going to carry with it a huge punishment. Um, and I have no doubt the um, presentation of the victim would have contributed to that punishment.
2: Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, see, that's where we needed um we needed our legal mind there. Um.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess it, to explain it really briefly, um, he got fined one thousand dollars, um, which would would have been I would say like aggravated damage. Like it it would have been just like a basically a slap on the wrist for him, and then the one thousand dollar compensation to the victim. Um, it would have been a combination of any medical bills he may have had to pay. Um, together with aggravated damages, which means basically the court saying um, you did the wrong thing. He copped it as a, as a you know, he suffered as a result, so you got to pay him a bit more money. But in terms of the scale of the damages that we see for that sort of thing, it's very low.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I found it, I, I, I did find it interesting how low it is um, because... Like if Charlie Staines on the weekend decides to elbow Jason Tamalolo in the face during the game, he'll get a bigger fine than that.
1: Totally, and I think I will say, I mean, sometimes I do a fair bit of police work, um. So this sort of, um, like in in terms of my job, um, and this sort <laughs> of. <detecting> um- attack <laughs> are you? yeah um the assessment of damages in this sort comes up quite a lot and it is quite surprising to me how low the damages are for this sort of thing um even for really really serious things it's usually quite low you're not seeing much you know you're not seeing six figures um for things like that um but yeah as i said as well the magistrate wouldn't have made it so that low if they thought that the victim had you know, we're still suffering mental anguish, or that sort of thing. So I think we can take that as well, and and um know that the victim's okay.
2: So would that be something where, like, come grand final night this year, when the Panthers beat the Cowboys, <laughs> if Sam then attacks me, can he claim that men- that anguish as well, and only get away yeah, with a so one thousand dollar fine? Yeah
1: yeah like you can so you can basically you know if you're charging someone with assault um, then you can claim that you know any sort of bills that you may have had to pay any sort of time of work you had as as a result but the really it really comes down to usually like your reaction to it and um, a lot of the time like to take a police example if someone is wrongfully arrested or if they're arrested, you know, um, except like without need to be arrested, um, and it's in a public place, and they're really embarrassed, and it's their first time being arrested, and they get really upset by it, that will attract a higher amount of damages, if that makes sense. Um, oh so the magistrate does their best. Um, that does the their best to try and put themselves in the shoes of that victim, and try and think, okay, how do they actually feel as a result of this, and let's compensate them for that. Um, by all reports, I mean, this guy was kicked out of the venue and Talon wasn't. This guy probably <laughs> thought the whole thing was funny. You know, he's gone up to the premiers and then that's happened. And I think maybe the magistrates reflected that in the damages awarded. So that's where that number comes from.
2: Yeah, right. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, because, you know, obviously I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I've seen a where lot of Um a lot of people were question I like, were just surprised by it. Um, mm-hmm. I probably should have tweeted about it, but I might do it later if people are still questioning it. Um, it's for me it's something I see all the time, so I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But I also see why the general public could be like, mm, that's a bit weird. It's so low.
2: Yeah, like oh, I was, I was shocked. Uh, Sam, what was your reaction to it when you saw it?
0: Oh. To be honest, mate, I I haven't been uh, across it just because it's Panthers and I I just haven't been really to across it, mate. But a $2,000 fine, in essence, um, it is quite the feather. It is Mm -hmm. quite the feather across the wrist. Um, But he's a young fella. I think he was defending family at the time, or just his mates anyway. So it's just a learning curve for him. As you guys said, hopefully he does learn from it. But I've been watching Better Call Saul for the past couple of months, mate. I'm going to call Natalie. Better call Natalie in the next couple of days, eh? Fair <laughs> I know. Um, did
2: you did you hear her breakdown of why the Tigers should have sued the NRL? It was Oh,
1: wow. was oh
2: so
0: my fun. god. I, I, I did, but I can't repeat it to you verbatim off the top yeah. of my head. But as a cowboy supporter, I was just sitting there, just melting in my seat, yeah. and she was going off. <laughs>
1: I was so surprised. I mean, given the fact Brighton's, you know, has such a big tie to the Tigers, I was so surprised they didn't Push forward with that, and I guess the only thing I can think of is they just didn't want to find themselves too out of favour with the NRL, which is understandable. You don't really want to go around suing the person who effectively, in a way, is your employer. In a way, um, it's a weird dynamic, obviously. But the NRL does control has has an element of control over the clubs. Um, so I can only think that they probably thought maybe best not to do this when it's not really going to affect the Tigers at the end of the day. Um, but good lord, there was a case there, in my view. <laughs>
2: Well, that's um, like when you worded it out, I was like, "Oh wow, okay." The NRL is losing everything here. Um, my <laughs> mum actually called me after listening to the podcast, and she was like, "Oh my god, Natalie is so smart. How she just said all that, blah 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 blah." And I was like, "Oh okay, you know how how do I do?" Um,
1: <laughs> I just am lucky that I got the opportunity to um, you know talk about something that was linked to my profession yeah if anybody had the same opportunity they would sound equally as smart um talking about something they do every single day so um yeah no thank um, you to you uh, but
0: <laughs> I am not even joking here I was in a public area out out in the open um, out in the shopping center cafes and stuff and I was that's where I was listening to the podcast at the time and it came up to the point where Natalie went went on right and it was impressive and I was you know it was really cool and it came to a point where this lady would pass and she said is everything okay i was like oh i'm just listening <laughs> to a podcast it's okay everything's all good like she thought something like i was arguing with someone on the other end of the line
2: <laughs> oh man
1: oh my god you're seeing the cowboys <laughs> like season flush before your eyes
2: <laughs> you're, you're like oh we're gonna lose a home final you know we're not gonna yeah. the
1: seniors, <laughs> <you> know <laughs> so funny oh.
2: Well, on to more positive news out of Pantherland. Uh, we have our Ken Stephen medalist or medal nomination for the club this year is Stephen Crichton. Um, someone who, in my opinion, is sometimes unfairly painted as a bit of a victim, uh, not a victim, a villain.
1: The opposite, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
2: Um, I have a bit of um print from the the article about it about what he's been doing to get this nomination so he's been involved with um students from the mount Druitt community um which is where he's from obviously um and he's been trying to help shift their mindset towards school and learning and to sort of help influence that next generation coming through and to give them he runs uh coaching clinics for them to improve their physical and mental health and everything um and I know I know every single club has one of these nominations um I know uh Hammerside, Tabula Fido is the Cowboys nomination um yep. it's just always nice to see these stories every year mm, I, and love I, it. Yeah. I love the way in recent years the NRL has made a bigger and bigger deal out of the Ken Stephen medal
1: yeah me too it's um I'm really glad there's a spotlight on it now because mm. it should be encouraging others, other players to do their best in the communities. Um, because they've got such an amazing platform. As we've, as we've spoken about before, Jack, the platform they have is incredible. Um, and seeing some of them use it for such good, it's just such a nice thing to see.
2: Yeah, because whether they realize it or not, at some stages throughout their career, they are an incredible influence. Like like we talk about earlier the way that like how many kids were influenced by the Cowboys in 2015 and stuff like that to start supporting them and everything. And I think about like a lot of the kids in and around the Cowboys sort of area, they represent a massive part of our nation, the Cowboys. And how many kids around there are positively influenced by the great work in the community that someone like Hammer would be doing. And then, everyone from like around the Sydney area understands a lot of the issues that there are, unfortunately, for a lot of kids from Mount Druitt and a lot of the opportunities that they miss out on. And, you know, we've had issues with players saying silly things about Mount Druitt a couple of years ago and stuff like that. And it's just so nice to see a positive story about that area. And especially from a player who, you know, what did he do really? last year he dragged a player into a situation no which no one will ever
1: pick him for for the rest of his yeah, life which um, it,
2: it was silly um it was funny. but <laughs> it, was, it was i thought it was funny yeah um <laughs> but it was far from you know the crime of the century yeah and it's just yeah it's nice to see things like this happen
1: i agree um i think and this is what it doesn't really bother me when people say Penrith are arrogant, this that, or whatever, because I'm so desensitized to it. I really don't care anymore what people mm. think. But I think if we're being serious about it, and I think a lot of people are coming coming around to this now, it is a bit of a fallacy because the work that these kids these these guys do um for that community is incredible. Um they celebrate when they win and they love it. And that is a credit to them. And if we if any team had that amount of success over the past three years, I'd hope they will do the exact same thing. Mm. But off the field, I really couldn't be prouder of them, especially your Crichtons, Lewis, um, that Brian To'o. What they're doing in that area is so important because unfortunately that area is one where it's been kind of renowned for gang violence and things like that that's happened in the past couple of years. And I've seen those boys say a number of times they're trying to change the direction of that area and give the kids something else to look forward to and to aspire to because look what they look where they are. You know, They've come from that area and they're so successful. And the fact that Stephen Crichton obviously cares so much about trying to um, pass that down is so good. I really love it.
2: Yeah, it really brings that sort of you know it means more when yeah. you know that they're they're local players and then you see them doing stuff like that for their area and yes. they haven't they haven't, you know, ditched where they were from just because they've made it to the big time now, you know. Yeah. Um and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, like, things like this, if they provide any redemption for people like Stephen Crichton because, like you've said, we've sort of become a bit of an enemy the past couple of years. And I'm sure Cowboys in the last sort of, like, six or eight weeks have seen how quickly that narrative flips. Everyone was in love with you guys. And then yeah. but the referee and the bunker make a mistake in the cow- in the Tigers game. And then, like, everyone decided that the Cowboys were the villains from then.
0: Yeah, it, um, quite a handful of people, a large handful of people have forgotten how many times the Cowboys were robbed over the past <laughs> six or so years prior to that yeah. moment. So yeah. I reckon it all sort, sort of, while, while two wrongs may not make a right, I in dinkum, it, it's nice to actually get one in the bank. <laughs> yeah. um, and and look, that, that that two points, Um, I don't want to detract too much from the Ken Steven metal talk, but... Um, th- that, those two points we've got from the West Tigers probably won't give us a home qualifying final, such as the form of the Cronulla-Sutherland Sharks. Um, this weekend they take on the Newcastle Knights, and I think it's about a dollar fifteen to about six bucks Newcastle. Um, but no, I, the work that not just Stephen Crichton has done, but Jerome Lewine and Brian Ty as you've both um, magnificently put, um, is is second to none in Sydney, I reckon, um, because that part of Sydney, Western Sydney, really needed, I don't, I hazard to use the word attention, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. Attention, that it really needed a, a bit of a spotlight on it and to have a bit of a nicer community feeling around it, such was the, the gang violence tag that was attached to it, as Natalie said before. Um, so, no, well done to Stephen Crichton, for sure. Doe um, nominated. Uh, he travels 1,100 kilometers like every every second week you know he's going up uh, as far as cape york sort of thing uh, and and he's just going everywhere so good on him it's really important he's a he, he's an ambassador or the ambassador of the cowboys house which is a a, a location where young indigenous uh, uh people can go and learn and uh, really nullify what they want to do with themselves in life and hammer uh, being uh I think it's Cairns. I hope I'm not wrong on that, but I'm, I think he's a Cairns boy. And, um, yeah, the work that he's doing for the Indigenous community up there in North Queensland um, is magnificent. But everyone, everyone, all 16 clubs, uh, that the person that's been nominated should be congratulated.
1: I agree.
2: Yeah, and it's one thing where... Um, uh, cor- you are correct, by the way. He's from Cairns. I just checked it. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, I think the the higher profile that the Ken Stephen medal has gained in the past few years. I think you've seen a lot more examples like that of Hamaso and with Steven and you have Junior Palo with the Parramatta area where they aren't just doing like community work, but they're sort of going back to their area mm-hmm. and they're doing great work for like the kids there. Um and so that's something that like we can only hope it gets bigger and bigger as the years go on. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, back to a bit of footy chat. Last uh Friday, the Paniff Panthers had their final regular season home game of the year against the Warriors. They won 46 to 12. Um, what'd you make of it, Nat?
1: I loved it when they first when it first started, and I think the Warriors was a good try. Um, ran away with that great try. I thought, oh my god, we're going to bring all these people to Penrith Stadium with the Minor Premiership trophy, and we're going to bloody lose to the Warriors. But um, we turned it right around. Um, and it just was such a good team performance. Um, I really like in our games when we do pile on the points, which is kind of rare. Like we're not really the type to put on the forties and the fifties all the time i find we can serve our energy a lot so we usually kind of um do what we need to but not not excessive but when we do i love that usually the tries are scattered around to everybody which was what we saw as well which was really good um but you know you forget that we still i know we're playing the warriors so you got to take it with a grain of salt but we still you know don't have nathan nathan's still got to come back um and I forget that sometimes I'm like, damn, we've spent a big portion of this season without Nathan, and we're winning. So it's just super exciting to see what we might see um, next week in the first final.
2: Yeah, and it's it's something that it's just made me yeah so excited to see. Like you're right, like the the fact that we have been able to do this without Nathan. And you know he'll be great when he returns because you saw how amazing Lua was on his return. That was one mm. thing that had me worried when he was named. I thought like, is that a bit early, given the initial reports that we'd heard? But you could see from that game that he was 100% fit and he was 100% oh, ready. So to and he
1: wanted to play, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, like we haven't really been missing Nathan all that much in moments like that. Sean O'Sullivan was so good the other night.
1: He was. He's been outstanding.
2: Um, yeah, like I I don't know how many better backup halves there have been in the comp this year, really. Um it rumors that we've signed Jock Madden as his replacement, which would be interesting. Um, just as a little side note. Um Yeah which that'd be pretty funny that the Tigers lose we- their best halfback.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah um, <laughs> but one player who is so good every week and I'm going to miss him so much is uh, Panthers and Cowboys legend, Viliami Kikau.
0: Uh, <laughs> Cowboys legend. He's a junior. Oh, that's, that's a half <laughs> to the bloody heart, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He he's such an amazing player. I can't I can't mm-hmm. get over how good he is, especially since like like I've had plenty of doubts um doubts about him over the years with his performances and like I know we've said it before but I thought he would have been the kind of player to tail off after signing for a new club, but it's just been the complete opposite and he's become such tail a off. complete back rower.
1: Yeah. I'm so impressed by him um, because he's definitely had, um, he's been rocks and diamonds the last couple of years. um, But this year he's just been diamonds every week. Um, His consistency has been second to none compared to his career so far. He's just, you know, I mean, he has those little moments sometimes still where he gets overexcited, offloads it to nobody and drops the ball, but they're getting less and less common, which we love. And, I'm just yeah, as you said, when you sign with somebody else, you kind of half expect a player to kind of not half ass it but not really be quite as you know engaged and um, intense about the games. And he's just gone to another level, and I'm so proud of him for that. Um, and I'm really sad that we've only got what five, hopefully <laughs> four or five <laughs> more games with him.
2: <laughs> you got very presumptuous just there. I like yeah, it.
1: I did. <laughs>
2: um. One thing out of the game that slightly concerned me, but as far as I'm aware, there's actually no major issues, were the limited minutes that Appy played. Um, yeah. I was at the game, so I didn't actually hear what they said in the commentary, but did he get hurt?
1: Um. Yeah, he did. He did. He rolled his ankle.
2: Oh, fun. Okay.
1: Yeah, but he's okay. Like it's fine. He okay. said he's, he's totally fine, but he did roll well his ankle, so that's why. Right. I think it was just precautionary. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you got the best player in the world as the bench will go away, yeah. anyway, Mitch Kenny. So,
1: <laughs> captain, club captain, Mitch yeah, Kenny.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <yep>. Uh, <laughs> how good's that? Just very quickly.
1: Yeah. Oh it's my.
2: Oh, I could not believe it. Um. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "That that can't be true. That can't be true." And then, like, I saw the club confirmation. I was like, "Yeah, oh, we're on it." <laughs> yeah, honestly, amazing. Yeah, uh, I'm sure the Cowboys are shaking in their boots at the prospect.
1: <laughs> we uh, showed
2: them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: dudes. I-, I watched that game on Friday night, and as Nat said, that was a cracking try. Which Reese Walsh scored. Oh, I'd open yeah. up the game, and I thought the Warriors for that first half may have put in their best. One of the best performances mm. of their season um, yeah. uh, up until halftime. But you look down and it's the same thing that's been said about them for the past three years. You play Panthers and you feel like you're going all right. You're up 6-0. Halftime comes about and they're down bloody 22 points to six. It's just <laughs> they, they accepted. that They, 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 they love the collision. They love the um, competition, Penrith. And, they're just ruthless, bro. And, and I, I don't have a bad thing to say about Penrith Panthers. I, I really don't. Um, on a postal. Wow, that's, that's
1: rare. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: yeah. These days, anyway. I mean, four yeah. years ago, we were all clamoring for someone else yeah. to come up and join Melbourne and Roosters. And Panthers have done it, and now everyone is sick of them. I say keep on going for another 20 <laughs> years or so, Penrith, please. Oh, okay. Um, Appy Corusel, uh to me, is the best hooker in the game today. Yes. I think he is better than Harry Grant. He has been more consistent than Damian Cook. Uh, love Reese Robson, what he's doing for North Queensland. But Appy Coruscal, man, he, for the past month or six weeks or so, has really shown his class, uh, his his experience, um, and his craftiness, uh, mm. more importantly. And on Villiam, mm. Army kick out. Yeah, bugger, Jack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he is my favorite player outside of the Cowboys in the entire National Rugby League. He has been so consistent. It has been his best season to date. Um, I, and it's good that Cameron Serraldo is going to be Bulldogs coach next year because at the moment, if, if, if Serraldo wasn't the coach for next season, you'd say Kickow's not going to evolve he is going to have to take a lot of the burden, have a lot of the burden on his shoulders. And I would question in the preseason, with all respect to the player, um, how he would actually go. But since Sareldo is going to be there, that probably makes it a little more, or a lot more comforting probably to Viliami Kikau as if Cameron Seraldo probably wouldn't be there next year. Does, does that make sense?
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I get, I completely get what you mean. Um, I also reckon it'd keep Viliami in check a bit because Cameron Serraldo being there will already have expectations of him. Yep. So as well as it being comfortable for um, kick out, yeah, it'll also be like, well, I know how good you can be. So there's no slacking off or anything basically. Yeah. Yep.
0: And also just one other player too, Jerome Luai's return, Um, he was super fit. He He was pretty yeah. crisp in his work, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was. He's, I love Jerome. Like, um, you hear a lot of, oh, Penrith should have kept Matt Burton, blah, 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 which is fair because Matt Burton's incredible, but I don't think anyone should criticise anything Penrith's done in the last three years. Um, I just think Jerome, he's just got such a spark. Like, I feel like every time you got the ball on the weekend, you got excited. You thought, oh, my gosh, what's he going to do? He just sees things that other players don't. And he's such a non-selfish. He's a very selfless player. He'll never um, try and run it himself for his own glory. He'll always just be there in support and he'll know exactly when to pass if he needs to. And I couldn't speak more highly of him. So I really, I'm so excited that he's back. I'm actually disappointed he's not getting another run this week. I thought of everyone, maybe he could have played. Um, But, in Ivan, we trust.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I thought that too, actually. I thought it was um, a bit strange. Um, to give him a run, then give him a rest. But, I mean, yeah, I guess Ivan Cleary knows a bit more about rugby league than me, so. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's debatable. Um, He's only won one more comp than me. So, you know, really, what's the difference? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, I thought we could talk about, for a little bit, the... Panthers and the Cowboys both have a pretty exciting month coming up. Um, And since we have you on the pod, Sam, what better time is there really to just give a sort of a very brief preview of what we think might happen for each team. Um, So I thought we could start with the Cowboys. Um, They are either going to finish second, third or fourth. Now, they are level on points with the fifth-place Eels, but the Eels and Storm verse each other. So that means that one of those two will remain on 32 points, I believe it is, and will be impossible to overtake the Cowboys. Um, I think. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so a Cowboys... So Cowboys, yep, guaranteed top four. You know, a stress-free week one to an extent. Um, if you finish in second place, that means you have a home final against the Sharks. If you finish in third, an away final against the Sharks. And if you finish in fourth, an away final against the Panthers. Those are three very different prospects, I believe. And the Cowboys' form lately um, has been a bit stop and start. And I don't necessarily think they... Done at all? I don't think they're gone. Like I've seen some people say, but I think they need to prove that they can win in Sydney. And it honestly might not be the worst thing for them to finish third or fourth and get that second chance with a game in Sydney, if you get what I mean.
0: Yeah, I do. Yep.
2: Um, because like, what you beat the you beat the Bulldogs and the Dragons in Sydney um which you know no disrespect to them they suck um <laughs> it's i just think it's a it's a very interesting month coming ahead for the cowboys and there are so many different variables to it that like just based on what's going to happen this weekend i think can yeah. almost decide how far the cowboys really are going to make it because i feel like a week one Home final against the Sharks, I reckon you win that straight away. And then would that prelim, would that be still in Townsville or would that be in Brisbane?
0: Mate, someone said that it would be taken to Suncorp uh, because it's a bigger stadium. That's incorrect. Um, So I agree with you um, about the stop start nature of the Cowboys. I do take in... I think everyone should take into account the unfortunate passing of Paul Green uh, mm. and the mental uh, bashing mm. that that would have caused them against the Sydney Roosters <laughs> in Sydney. Um, mm. And look, we've travelled to Canberra. We've got the win. We've travelled to Manly, got the win. As you said, Coggera... Manly,
2: that's who it was, yeah.
0: That's that's it. Um, but we've also gone to Brisbane and beaten them in a derby. Mm. So we've, we've got good away form. But what unfortunately i've seen we've gone to penrith in round 11 and we've gotten stage fright now i think that it's not acceptable but it's understandable because there is so many young young dudes in that squad that haven't played on these big stages before so i am and i have been anticipating just a little bit of stage fright and it happened against penrith um and their error rate they completed the ball at 65% against the Panthers, they ain't going to get you nowhere, right? Nah. And then they had a bad completion rate against the Sicken Roosters as well. Uh, and then against the West Tigers, I think that was just origin fatigue uh, by and large. I believe, though, that the Cowboys have the defence to win a finals match. Yeah. Now, if they lose in week one, so be it. They would then have to take on the bracket of... Roosters or Rabbitohs. That that is a massive order for week two, right? But I think that the defense can take care of Cronulla, whether it be in Sydney or Townsville, to be honest with you guys, I do believe that strongly in Cowboys defense. The attack, it's just the execution, the polish to their attack over the past month or so, it's not clicking as Mm. nicely as what it was earlier on in the season. Um, So that's the department that we, or they, Need to work on primarily, in my opinion. Um, and against the the Rabbitohs last week, they certainly were just their own worst enemy. Um, the yeah. error rates and the ill discipline, the the what have you, uh, whatever could have gone wrong, did sort of go wrong against them. Um, but I I am genuinely confident uh, that if we take on Cronulla, wherever it might be on the map, I think we can get the win based off of our defence and a tougher run into September in comparison to Cronulla. If the lads have to go to Penrith, the, <laughs> it's a different <laughs> task altogether. Um, now, there is a... Now, I'd love your thoughts on this. There is a... And I don't mean to rob your thunder, too. There is a, a sort of words that, that, that are being spoken about. Penrith could be underdone in week one yeah. of the finals. Clearly, we've missed out on six weeks. Jerome Luai is back and then he's not and then he's back in again sort of thing um do do you think that's do you think it's a possibility do you think that's unwarranted considering the class and professionalism of penrith
1: you're listening to the big cat chat podcast on the sports best friends network um that's a good question and an understandable sentiment I personally think, given the fact these guys have not only played together for the past couple of years, it's, like, been their entire lives, effectively, Um, I don't think it will affect them as much as it might affect other teams. Um, So I think they'll be quite fine, quite well-rested and ready to go. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I trust Ivan. But a big part of me did think maybe Jerome could have gotten another go this week.
2: Yeah, that's one way, like... I also I can't go at it with a, a perspective of every single one of them just because we've rested 13. Um so yeah. we're not gonna like,
1: pay through that.
2: <laughs> yeah, there, there are some where I'm like, oh yeah, they could probably do with a run. Um yeah. and then there are others where I go, yeah, no, definitely, definitely give them a rest. Um, yeah. like as a yo, definitely earn that rest, you know. Dylan Edwards, same with him. Um yeah. But and then I'm also I'm also happy as well with the idea that um, Mitch Kenny and Scott Sorensen are starting because mm-hmm. if we lose someone to a HIA early on in a finals game and we have to throw them out there for a whole game in a finals match, I'd rather mm-hmm. them be prepared to play eighty because they most yeah, likely will so- have to. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting because like I I I'm confident that we won't be underdone. I'm still wary of it. Yeah. But like it. That's just what this time of year does to me. There are too many things to worry about. Um. Where I'm like, oh, this could happen. No, this could happen. And I'm like, yeah. every single every single like hypothetical question that I could be asked tonight, I will probably change my mind on it three or four different times just when entering it?
1: Because Mm -hmm. the real season and the final series are just like completely, completely different things. And I think that's why we can have such a comfortable regular season, obviously. And it means bloody nothing, especially now when this year we have so many contenders. Um, I think we were speaking about it last week. I reckon six or seven teams could easily win the premiership this year. So it does make you doubt literally everything you've been watching this year and you're thinking, is that all gonna just go down the drain around week one of finals?
2: Yeah. Yeah, like I'm I'm sure you guys have probably feeling it too with the positions that our teams are in. Uh the fear has arrived. <laughs> like yeah. I I have officially clocked out from like all year long, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I have gone into every single game, going, "Whatever happens here doesn't matter because we're going to win the comp." And, yep. now, and I'm thinking, close. now I'm saying there. Now I'm going. What if we don't? Like yeah. And like, what? How does that feel to you, as a Cowboys fan? Like, like what? What has your perspective been throughout this year? Because I guess you've come from a different place to be where you are. <laughs>
0: Really good question, mate. I, I guess you know you, you, you're sweating bullets a couple of days before taking on the canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Only two weeks removed from a escape out of jail against the West Tigers, it's been it's been a really enjoyable um, season, mate. Uh, obviously, um, but for it to have come out of nowhere, it's like it's, it's hard to explain because. They've come into this season with zero expectations on them and then they might lose a game against the Sydney Roosters at the SCG, right? And you can't go too hard on these players because, again, there was not much expected of them at the start of the year. But you've got to take it. it, – I've found this year that you have or I have had to really and and really wanted to – Focus more on the positive work that the Cowboys have been producing. Um yeah. and sort of just, just go along with the ride with them, man, because these boys, this a lot of boys in this squad still learning. Um yeah. and if if an upset loss happens, as I said before, it, it's I, I sort of anticipate it because of how much of a young squad and how different of a squad the Cowboys are in 2022 by comparison to a two thousand twenty one uh, edition.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, because yeah, like there's that's there's still the excitement and the fear, but just of a very different kind, I guess.
0: Yeah, fear's fear's a bit a bit more stronger than the fear <laughs> that you guys are, or the lack of fear that you guys have had throughout the entire year, pretty much.
1: I think we're both lucky, though, because our premiership windows are both far from shut. I mean, for the Cowboys, this is the first year of their resurrection. Um, So I can expect only bigger and better things from them next year Um, with all the experience they're going to have under their belt because a lot of your players are so young. So, you know, imagine how they're going to go with the final series under their belt. No matter how that goes, it's going to be really beneficial for them. Um, And for us, we've won a premiership um, last year, so that's a nice I mean, I'd love to win it this year, but it helps having won it last year if we do lose this year, um, of course. And our, the majority of our squad are locked up for the next couple of years. I mean, I hate to do this every week, slander Parramatta, but I'd be a bit more panicky if I was a Parramatta fan. I would be fearful because for me, it's like now never. Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah, it definitely. Um, it highlights the different perspectives, the different clubs are approaching this time of the year with um and i think I, I agree with the i believe yeah the cowboys window is just opening and it'll be open for a while like when you've got like chad townsend is just there being a cool head um mm. for these younger players like you've got drink water and Tabuai Fido, who are still developing but are still so exciting and can win games on their own. And then you've got experienced players in the back line like Peter Hiku and Kyle Felt yeah. to still like, like score tries when needed or to provide that smart offload that Hiku does, You know, sums up the right decision when two-on-one against someone or whatever. Um, And in finals games, those can prove... So crucial, like we saw in Penrith's finals games last year when there was like one or two tries scored in every game. Um, and then you have this try scoring freak of a second rower, Jeremiah Nanai, and that's one where it's like, as long as he's in your team, your premiership window's open. I feel, yeah, that's no, true, um, yeah,
0: true. Je- Jeremiah Nanai, mate. Um, There was a game in Canberra where he, in the first half, gave away about three penalties, dropped the ball Mm. twice, and came out in the second half. And much like the entire squad, that's where our season changed. The boys were down 12-0 at halftime against Canberra in Canberra. They came back out, and that's where their season changed, man. And since then, Jeremiah Nanai, he has gotten more stuck into his uh, heat-ups. He's making post-contact meters. His defense is still sticking. Like, one or two missed tackles a game. Still want to clean that up. But by comparison, he was missing seven at the start of the season sort of thing, you know? So mm. he is learning so quickly. Um, just, It's been an unbelievable ride for Jeremiah Nani, And we signed Griffin Neen today. Uh, another young he? Yes. Like, That's just killing it at the moment too, man. Um, Jeremiah Nani. Oh, hang on, let me, let me start that again. There is a massive decision coming for the North Queensland Cowboys come November 1st. We've got Drinkwater, Hammer, Tal Lungy, uh, and Reese Robson all off contract, and we can't keep them all. We're going to, unfortunately, lose one of those four stars. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's like the premiership window has just opened but it could be dented. It could be dented by the fact that we more than likely lose one of those four aforementioned names that I've just mentioned. Um, so yeah, dude, I just—it's uh, like you do, You can win it now, or you can sort of talk to yourself and talk to yourself and think, "Now nah, let's build for a premiership next year." You're in the top four now, boys. Go for yeah. the jugular this season.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that it, it. almost reminds me of um. I remember watching in twenty sixteen, um. Uh, Penrith had their um like, fiftieth anniversary like celebration dinner, and oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So you might know what I'm talking <laughs> about when Gus was talking about like I hear people say in a couple of years this team can win the comp. Blah blah blah. And he was saying, there's no time like the present. Yeah. And I feel like that's the attitude the Cowboys have got to take into this. I feel like anything aside from like a straight set's humiliation, I think the Cowboys go into next season being in amongst the premiership favourites. Yeah. Um, Like if they get like absolutely like blown off the park in two straight games there might be a few more doubters um yeah but like I think I I agree where I'm like the window's open but yeah you're right at the same time you're there go for it
1: yeah totally because otherwise they've got every chance
2: I think I've lost my sound.
1: Oh, can
2: you hear oh, us? Nope, nope. Okay, I can hear you. Okay, all right. Yep, it was... Yep, Zoom was being funny. Uh, that's something for you to edit, T. You're welcome. You <laughs> we were going to give you one. <laughs> well, you know, now to the other team that are currently in the top four with a shot at the premiership. Uh, The Penrith Panthers. They are, (laughs) as we know, guaranteed to finish first, which means that they will either play the Cowboys, the Storm, or the Eels week one, just depending on how results go this week. Uh, It would 100% be at uh, Blue Bet Stadium. Now, no disrespect to the Cowboys, Sam. I think it's more of a styles thing. I feel much more comfortable coming up against the Cowboys in week one at Penrith than I do Melbourne or the Eels. Because if any team can win an important game, it's Melbourne.
1: And if any team can beat Penrith, Penrith, it's it's (laughs) Panerith.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, news has just come out that um, Jerome Hughes is missing this week with calf tightness for the Storm. Ooh, um, like that's probably just a precautionary thing. Um, yeah, you know, we probably won't know until the teams are named next week whether it actually is a serious thing or not. That is something though where that could determine whether they do versus in the first place about. Like, cause that could be a game breaker for tomorrow night's game against the Eels. And then if he's out against us, that's another whole thing altogether.
1: Exactly. And I think, so for me, absolute worst case scenario is Karamata. Um, Mostly for the fact that if we do lose against them, I think we've got a massive mental hoodoo against them. And I hate that. And it would stress me out if we ended up playing in the grand final. Um, Melbourne without Hughes is a very attractive option. Yes. Um, as we said before, I don't think it will happen. Um, but I also I feel comfortable that we probably can beat um, Melbourne at Penrith. Cowboys, again, I probably would feel comfortable with that as well. Um, so basically for me, it's just anyone but Parramatta. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, I Um, I agree with that sentiment largely.
1: And I just, I was saying to Jack before, but I really would rather not do it the hard way this year. That was exhausting last year, having to win every game and play the four games before the grand final um, or three games before the grand final. Um, And obviously it worked out well and it was worth it, but I would just so much prefer that week off this year.
2: Yeah, no, I'd I'd love to just avoid that week two game. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the Cowboys did that in 2015 to win the Columbus well, didn't
0: they? Yeah, mate. They yeah. finished in third in 2015 and did it the hard way, bro, but not as tough as what Penrith did. That's one of the toughest runs I've ever seen any football team uh, endure and succeed at, mate. Um, I, I mean, I don't need to tell you because you, you guys know, <laughs> but yeah. just to put my me, me opinion out there, mate, it's one of the toughest runs I've ever seen a football team go through, man, and succeed at.
2: Yeah, it still almost um, defies belief for me personally. Oh, that, that happened. And you know
1: what's funny? You know what makes me paranoid? Um, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, Oh, don't worry. Melbourne and um, Parramatta will bash each other on round 25. And don't worry, South and Roos will bash each other. And I'm like, you know who else got bashed every game to the Premiership last year and still won? Us. So I am, it does not make me feel better that they are getting bashed up. <laughs> in the lead up to it because sometimes that just makes the drive stronger
2: yeah and it's like it we we showed in that series that as long as you can hold out their defense yeah you you'll you'll win the game you just need one play where you score a try Um, yeah or you need you know cody walker to throw the ball um,
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry, cody
2: Walker. um it's I, d- I don't think we'd mentioned the Stephen Crichton intercepts at all in this podcast so far, so I had to get it in there somewhere um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that that is our Carl felt try in the corner moment but, um, <laughs> Oh, um
1: I mean, oh oh my gosh, it's amazing.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very interesting because I'd say. Throughout the majority of the year, the Cowboys and the Panthers have been the top two, like the two best teams. They might not finish first and second, but that's a whole other thing. Um, But I reckon they both go into finals week one just with very different perspectives, I guess, mm. the whole thing. Um, And it's like the Cowboys have got to, I guess, prove that they can do it when it matters. Yep. And I guess the Panthers have got to prove that they still want to do it just as much.
0: Mate, mate Jack, Nathan Cleary for the past five weeks, I, I, I mean, you guys already know probably, but he's been re- eating raw meat for the past five weeks and been studying 12 hours a day, seven days a week sort of thing, bro. Mm. They're going to want it. They yeah. want to like concrete, I dare say the word dynasty of the is out yeah, there. What a um, word. <laughs> you know, um, and oh, just the, the Cowboys man, as I said before, I, I think they do have the defense to, to win a finals match and people are a bit forgetful as well in, in, in the fact that when we hosted Cronulla in the one and only regular season match between these two sides, um, we were missing half of our squad yeah. and we got pretty close to Cronulla Sharks, man. Um, and there was a bad call that went against us, in my opinion, where Reece Robson was deemed to have been uh, a block, a blocker for a Cronulla Shark, uh, where Tamolo went over and scored a try. Um, so I, 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 I'm very confident um, leading into week one of the finals because we will face Cronulla uh in my opinion based off of of my tipping but if we come up against Penrith we I don't know like you just gotta get that bloody glue on their palms and their hands because as I said before the the big matches that have come their way the really big ones they have failed um just by just by simple errors that can be fixed with a click of the fingers mate um (laughs) so yeah it'd be it'd be a great test for us though and if if Penrith do are, are underdone, you know, and, and I I don't think they will be. I really really don't. Um, they, they'll it, it'll be an awesome contest, mate. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens by the end of this weekend, mate, when it's all finalised. Yeah. Well, very
2: exciting. Well, speaking of this weekend, we're finally there—the big one. Final match of the regular season up at Queensland Country Bank Stadium on Saturday evening, the North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Penrith Panthers. Um, I I will be there. I'm very, very, very excited. Um, you
0: are not. Are you fair dinkum? Yeah. You bloody bagger.
2: Yep. <laughs> my first ever time to uh, Townsville.
1: Wow. And, how exciting.
2: Yep uh thank you victoria that was a birthday present
1: oh i remember now yeah uh
2: yep um we have the same birthday and that was when i learned that i cannot compete in the birthday present quality stakes um i'm never going to live up to that um but yes thank you thank you very much for that victoria i'm happy for you to keep beating me every year that's cool um as long as i get more away trips um yeah it's it's going to be a, a fascinating game. Like, I'm just looking at the team lists right now. I know, you know, we'll get to Penrith's uh, team in a moment because it's going to take us all bloody night. But the Cowboys themselves, you know, you were talking earlier about not wanting to rush and um, back. And I agree with you on that. Sam, what do you think about... The fact that Drinkwater is playing fullback and Hamaso, Fido is at five eight,
0: the jaw hit the floor, Jack. Uh, but I don't think it's going to remain that way. I reckon um, it, it will be swapped over between Hammer and Drinkwater. Um, yeah, there's a chance Deedim could uh, be injected at the eleventh hour, but I just don't. I, I don't think that should happen. I think he should be rested. Um, but besides that, man, uh, you could at a touch put Peter Hi- Petahiku in at mm-hmm. 5 8 as well. But, um, look, man, it's it's a strong lineup. And, um, just, just a point on the Penrith Panthers team list before you guys go into it, because there's so much to talk about Penrith Panthers team list news this weekend. Um, I don't find it disrespectful or arrogant in any way, shape, or form that you've named your. New South Wales Cup side, by and large, I don't think that's the case at all, um, that it's arrogance or disrespect. Um, and I'm really excited to see um, four debutantes uh, this weekend as well. And just quickly, the um, just on the betting as well, when was the last time you guys saw the Penrith Panthers at $5.50 outsiders
1: <laughs> Oh struck- my brother messaged me. He's in America at the moment, so I don't think he saw any of this. And he just messaged me and said, Nat, why are they five dollars fifty? And <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> let me tell you.
2: <laughs> yeah, well like it's mind not mind boggling because I quite like it to be honest. Um, mm. the team list. It's astonishing just looking at it. Like I'm like where do I even begin? You know, um I might start by yep, congratulating those that are debuting. Um so we've got what Thomas Jenkins, Liam Henry and Jack Cole making their NRL debuts and Eddie Blacker making his Panthers debut. Um, so congrats to them. Uh, also to Christian Crichton on his first game back at the Panthers uh, in first grade. Um, now, if we remember what happened the last time he played in round 25 for the Panthers, he scored an intercept try in a win against the Storm. So that's a good omen. Um, it Yeah, I, I it's an incredible team list to look at. I, Nat, now what did you? What was your emotions when you saw this team list?
1: I thought it was so funny, just yep. because we're so not used to Ivan doing crazy things, like, yeah. and this is crazy. <laughs> um, like this is the most I know we've seen players rested before, but not not to this extent in my memory. Um, and I just think it's funny, and I'm excited to see how they go like for me i mean up against a top four cowboy side anything within about 30 i think is a great effort so i'm just keen to see how they turn up
2: yeah like i'm i'm this is like the first time in so long that i'm approaching a game where i still have panther arrogance where i go like my automatic thought is oh we're going to win and that, but then when I think about it, I go well, <laughs> probably probably not. Um, not <laughs> but I, I actually I actually don't care if we win.
1: Yeah. Um, no.
2: It, it'd be care. lovely. Um, yeah. For, for me personally, just like being there and like making this trip mm-hmm. for this game.
1: Yeah, you'd rather it not be fifty yeah, nil. Well, yeah.
2: Um, definitely. Um, but like at the same time, I'm like that's okay. It just means that this can be a completely relaxed thing for me where I'm like, Oh, I'm just up here watching the footy. Um, and I'm like, I get to cheer on these guys who have done a lot of them have done great stuff in the levels below NRL in New South Wales cup and have really earned this spot. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's almost like a, it's, I'm looking at it as if a celebration of those 13 who are arrested have earned this week off and then those 13 that are brought in have earned a spot yeah and it almost yeah like it's because you know penrith's position on the ladder cannot change um and then i'm just like i'm excited to be watching the cowboys in person again because i'm like they a they're a good team to watch you know um like you had that game the other night against Souths, where it was a bit of a boring game, but then you have that Kyle felt try out of nowhere, and you go, "This team, this team can just do stuff." Yeah, totally. And so I'm like, you know what? It'll be fun just to watch them run around as well. You know, the, it the will chaos, be, yeah. the chaos that we get if Hammer does play five eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Mate, it, look, Cronulla could arc up as well here, but Cronulla fans could arc up. But I think that this is a battle between two of the best young crops of talent in the in the National Rugby League for 2022. Mm. Um, and to to just go a little bit deeper into Penrith's New South Wales Cup side, they've finished the regular season uh, in second spot on the ladder, and I think it's their. I think that the best attacking team as well in the New South Wales Cup with yeah. a really good attitude towards defense. So while it's Cowboys at full strength and technically Panthers at, at, at low strength, um, don't take this side lightly in any way, shape or form because there is clearly enough talent there to score a couple of tries. And I'll tell you what, you're both, we were talking about uh, the Cowboys potential of, exiting in straight sets, if this game is 18 points to six or 22 points to 10 at the end of it all, there's alarm bells ringing in my head
1: Yeah. at that
0: point in time, man. I really want to see, always want to see him do it, but I really want to see them win by 30, as Natalie said before, 30 points to six or thereabouts, It needs to be Um, like that for them. It has to be Natalie. Um, Always, yeah. yeah, alarm bells for sure. So, uh, again, uh, to see Taruva uh, uh, on, on the wing as well, um, to, to see Sean O'Sullivan as well go about his business, um, take your pick, man. But I'm, uh, Mitch Kenny, I thought of you two immediately when I found <laughs> out that he was selected as the captain. I just, congratulations.
1: <laughs> How exciting does it get? It
2: it it sort of feeds into um like Mitch being the captain of this team, it sort of feeds into what you were saying about like it's essentially Penrith's New South Wales Cup team all brought up together in that um I'm not sure who the New South Wales Cup captain was this year because Mitch has played first grade um every week, except for I think one game. Um But last year, Mitch Kenny was the captain of the New South Wales Cup team, even though he was in and out of first grade. And so it shows that um, they're still just picking the natural leader out of that group, you know? Um, Yeah. And it shows that they, you know, it's still a weaker team, but it's still a unit. And, like, I'm not confident of them yet beating a top four NRL team, but I'd be confident of them beating... A bottom four NRL team quite comfortably, to be honest. Because yeah, I
1: mean we we did it with the Bulldogs, kind of with like seven yeah. or eight out. Yeah. And the Tigers, yeah.
2: And that was just before the that was just when the Tigers were getting on their dream run of trying to uh, take out top four teams. Yeah. They've ruined. They've ruined the Broncos. You know, it's all gone downhill for and them. Killed
1: the Broncos. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. So, yeah, it's very interesting. I I have absolutely no idea what this final score is going to be. I find it very interesting what you're saying there, Sam, about like certain score lines would worry you. And, yeah, I definitely get that. Um, And I agree with you. I just also have no idea whether that will be a realistic score, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they actually have come up with this betting like market for this game because like, who knows?
0: No, no, you're exactly right. I mean, the Cowboys as well, let me put this stat in front of you both as well. The Cowboys and Panthers have faced each other twice since the round one 2021 opener. Uh, and it's pretty much 46-0. The yeah. Cowboys haven't scored a try against Penrith since... 2020, and even yeah. on that night, the Panthers stuck it to us as well, sort of thing. Um, but this New South Wales Cup, it I, I'll round it up on the Panthers team list news and say that, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how far the game plan of Ivan Cleary, how far the game plan of the Penrith Panthers really goes, if that makes yeah. sense, like deep into yeah. the Panthers, uh, New South Wales Cup side, man. So um, uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they go this weekend. Um, but Cowboys uh, to 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 really uh, have some pep in their step towards finals next weekend, um, they 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 need to win this one thirteen plus.
1: Agreed.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, almost as much as like a a belief thing for themselves. If there are any doubts due to their sort of shaky form lately.
0: Now, can can I ask? This is Natalie. I'm looking at you. Natalie Mm. Edwards misses the M by three points because he got arrested or Isaiah Yo, for that matter. Are are we going to – am I going to see a mushroom cloud from where where I'm sitting here in Canberra if that happens? (laughs)
1: Look, to be honest, if Dylan is even that close – I will that's my year made. Like even him being invited is his achievement. <laughs> um, in terms of how far he's come. So look, whilst it would be honestly devastating, I would just be that happy to see him that close that it probably would just be a blur. Um and I think it is a game. It's a team sport, I guess, and I'm sure both Isaiah and Dylan would have preferred to rest and make sure they were good for the finals. But let me tell you, there was a part of me that hoped that he would play them just in case.
0: <laughs> what What about you, mate, Jack?
2: Yeah, that's one where, like, if if like either one of those two players does just narrowly miss out um, by a matter of three points or less. I'll I'll be d- bitterly disappointed. I'll be honest, um, mm. but I will still be extremely happy for them that they were that close. Um, yeah. And it's I've just found it funny this year that like Dylan has become that third member of the Penrith team that is on rotation for the three two one each week. Of it's like when yeah. everyone's fit, it's just between him, Nathan, and Isaiah. And they sort of rotate around who gets three, who gets two, who gets one. And I I see, yeah, there's recognition of how far he's come and how far Isaiah's come and the fact that people are sitting up and noticing it now as well.
1: I think that Dylan will win our, I think he'll clean sweep our um, club awards. I think he'll win players, player, members, player and player of the year. Which is wild. Um, yeah, if we don't win the premiership this year, the um, recognition of Dylan Edwards is a great second second place.
2: yeah, it's a it's a consolation at least. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, guys, um that seems like a good enough time for for us to wrap it up from here. um. Beautiful. So I'll just do the plugs. Uh, I'll plug your your Instagram and your Twitter for you, Sam, and your YouTube. Um, well, thank you. I'm just getting up your Instagram now because it's a different name, isn't it? Yep. Okay, sweet. Uh, I'm going to find your Twitter. Okay, yep. Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Big Cat Chat Podcast uh thank you very much sam for joining us if you would like to follow sam on any of his social medias you can find him on instagram at lakeside2034 and on twitter at sam underscore revel 15 and make sure you go and subscribe to his youtube channel you can just find him under sam revel that's r-e-v-i double l correct that's correct Yep, um, yep, make sure, you know, give his videos a watch, give them all a like, subscribe to him, help him out. He is two away from 800. So if if he gets to two, uh, 800 within the next couple of days, we'll know it's because of Big Cat Chat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'll give oh. you the royalties in the mail, mate.
2: Oh, sweet. <laughs> Right. And then, <laughs> then, if you would like to follow us you can follow us on instagram at big cat chat and on twitter at big cat chat pod uh we also have a youtube account uh i won't plug it because there's one video on there um and it's just me dancing around at magic ground um all right thank you very much everyone for listening and we'll talk to you later adios thanks thank guys you.